peace be with you in Jesus' name. God cares for his family. What a great thing to celebrate. That we will be richly blessed and can live noble lives in the family of our great God and Father. So we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give your way to God. Trust in him and he will act. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So says the words of Psalm 34. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As we make our confession in the book of James, we are told that God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. James then tells us what he thinks we should do. Come near to God, he says, and God will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Well, together we seek to walk humbly before our God. And so we confess, Father, we need you, our caring God. We need to walk humbly before you. God is ready to walk with you. Almighty God forgives you all of your sin and promises to lift you up in his grace and mercy. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, having received the forgiveness of Christ, hear these words and take them to heart. The peace of the Lord be with you. Amen. Let us pray, O God, whose strength is made perfect in weakness. Grant us humility and childlike faith that we may live in the sanctuary and refuge of your care through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate God's good care of his family, we turn first to the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, beginning at verse 10. A woman of noble character who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm. All the days of her life, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. 
She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come, she speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from the Book of James, chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. 
when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve and mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 30. Glory to you, O Lord. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about this. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Children, it seems, are being born quite often in the unfolding story of God's family. As the pages of the Bible record the births, it seems no one gets to remain a child for very long. The purpose and meaning of every birth quickly unfolds. Like uh, Adam and Eve give birth to their sons, Cain and Abel. And in the very next sentence, there are full-grown men farming and shepherding their flocks. And, uh, well, Jesus himself is born in one chapter of Luke's gospel. And by the very end of that same chapter, Jesus is already 12 years old. But I imagine Jesus really enjoyed his childhood. Jesus seems to treasure many of the qualities of being a child. The innocence and the simple humility. The sense of wonder and imagination. These are things Jesus teaches us to hold on to throughout our whole lives. It's why on one dark, mysterious night, Jesus is telling the old man Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, my friend, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Jesus cared about his disciples like they were family. But he could feel that they were just trying so hard to grow up way too fast. One day he found them arguing on the road about which of them was the greatest. Jesus wants them to slow down. And so he tells them again, you're part of a family, a great and ancient family. God in heaven is your father. We live this life together as his family. I see Jesus inviting us to sit down with him and his disciples. Listen to the eternal wisdom of your heavenly Father, he's saying. Well, in his life, Jesus had certainly seen the reality and the challenges of family life. And in his stories and his parables, he would talk about, say, jealous brothers or a domineering, sort of half-crazy father. But Jesus deeply believed in the family of mankind. And he believed in our Father's care for everyone in this family. Jesus believes that our lives together can be redeemed 
There can be reconciliation. There can be harmony and peace. Our Father's understanding, His compassion, and His wisdom are His gifts to us together for us to use. Inviting us to sit down with Him. Jesus was following an ancient tradition. He was inviting his disciples to sit down with him in peace, symbolizing their openness to creating a sacred moment together. In this ancient tradition of the rabbis, the teacher would impart the wisdom of the Heavenly Father, and we, the disciples, would try to receive it with open hearts. I imagine that in creating this sacred moment, no rabbi could be as comfortable and authentic as Jesus. He turns it into a dramatic moment by illustrating his teaching in a very real way. Jesus so loved children, and he would always be the defender of the weak. Inviting a child to join them, Jesus wanted to make the Father's love for the children of his family come to life in the conversation that they were having. We are all the little ones, he is saying. We are all the children of our Father's family. Well, there is a lot to learn. Growing up in a family, it helps to feel that you are secure and cared for. When our good father tells us his children, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, then it is a lot easier to believe that we will not need things like jealousy or selfishness in this family. When we hear our good father say to us, his children, all of you are created in my own image. It's inspiring. So we can Celebrate the dignity our Father has given us. Like any good rabbi of his day, Jesus would know the portrait of family life that God paints in the book of Proverbs. Those words at the end of Proverbs vividly take us into a family that is thriving for 30 chapters, the book of Proverbs seems mostly devoted to telling us how to act wisely rather than being foolish. For some reason, most of the examples given are of men being foolish. So it really stands out when the last chapter comes in the book of Proverbs 
And it's a woman of noble character who is at the center of a thriving family. She inspires confidence in the other members of her family. Things just feel solid and secure around her because she truly values what she has. She does not waste time longing for what she does not have. She always tries to do good for everyone in her family. She knows how to be creative, turning simple things into useful things. She is enterprising. She has initiative. She works hard for her family. She is diligent, not lazy. She is kind to those in need. She is a loving and trusted counsel to those who seek her advice. Well, it feels to me like the Apostle James, many years later, had taken in this vision of God's care for his family when he writes, The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. But that being said, the Apostle James also knows that such care and dignity towards others does not always come easily. No, in fact, it can be quite hard there will be times when we will need a good reason. We will need inspiration to raise ourselves to the privilege of honoring our father and our family name. Well, Jesus certainly understood this. It's why Jesus constantly referred to himself as the Son of Man. Eighty-one times in the Gospels, Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. This is Jesus saying, I am like you. Of all the choices any of us have, Jesus will choose to be a selfless servant. He will be the defender of the weak. He will honor his father's goodwill for his family. Oftentimes, Jesus just wanted his disciples to just walk with him. Let's just go for a walk up and down the narrow roads of Galilee. Let's see where they lead us today. And they would go off and walk. And maybe what he was going for was maybe he knew that 
Only when they were good and tired could he stop them and let them rest for a moment. And perhaps he could sense that with tired legs, their ears and their hearts were somehow more open. And so in such a moment, he said to them, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. Jesus will honor his Father and sacrifice everything for the care of his family. The whole family of man will be cared for in the selfless servants given by Jesus, the Son of Man. In this, Jesus gives the most dignified act of hospitality anyone could bestow. He gives himself for you to welcome you forever into the grace and the love of our caring Father. So, when we wonder what to do, we have the inspiration of our brother, Jesus. God's eternal blessings are given to us because of him. So, when he invites us to sit with him, we will sit with a sense of privilege that he will listen to our questions. He will hear our challenges and welcome us again and again. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and loving Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you and worship you for your eternal and abundant care of us, your family. Bless us that we may honor you and glorify you Inspired by your eternal care, may we be so blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
we worship God with our offering, I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. Come to you now, O loving Father in heaven. We pray for ourselves and for all people as they have need. Great and mighty Lord, as you have always been the refuge of your people and their protector in time of trouble, so be our refuge and defender now that we may not be overcome with fears, but trust in your power to save us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great and mighty Lord, guide us by your living spirit. Bless us in our families. May we live in homes where the spirit of forgiveness enables everyone to thrive. Bless the children of our families with your love, protection, and care. We pray for children everywhere, that they may be cherished and nourished. Bless them with loving and caring people. Give them wisdom, integrity, righteousness, and honor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great and mighty Lord, bless your church. Give to us the grace of your Spirit, that we may be faithful and caring, following the Spirit of your character and personality shown to us by Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great and mighty Lord, bring peace and an end to war, violence, and oppression. Raise up good and honest leaders who will act with justice and integrity and nobility, seeking the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great and mighty Lord, we ask your healing for the nations. Look with compassion on all your people. And so we ask your blessing on behalf of those who need your care that in their need you may supply sufficient grace for them, healing and relief according to your will, and peace that passes all understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. All of this we pray to you in the name of Jesus, that we may rejoice in all good things and be kept from every evil. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Great, sacred, and holy are you, almighty God. We praise and worship you. We thank you for the gift of your being in our lives and in our world. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a noble life to live this day and forever in the joy of your compassionate care given to us this day. Bless us and be with us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.